Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flyover Show. It is Monday, December 27th. We are live. I hope everyone had a, an excellent Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah to everyone who celebrates those things. Happy holidays, of course. Uh, it was a lot of happy holidays for a lot of football teams, a lot of very sad holidays for a lot of other football teams uh, and their fans. As NFL Week 16 wraps up, uh, Cowboys get some revenge. The AFC one seed uh, still available for three teams, so that race will be exciting to watch going in to the uh, end of the season, going into the playoffs. Last night, the Chargers clinch a playoff spot. Uh, Scott, how were your holidays? How was your football watching experience? Um, anything that stood out to you just right off the top, or are you just ready to dive right in? Um, it's tough to say I'm ready to die, right? Because the Patriots aren't out of the playoffs. You pretty much just have to beat the uh, the Dolphins this upcoming weekend. And yeah, I said, to be clear, I did say dive right in, not die. Game. But, yeah. Uh, oh, ready, oh, you said ready to die. <laughs> you said ready to die. I we were also a good question. Patriots. Also a good question. Run with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the past two weeks have been two of the most horrific uh, losses that I've experienced as a Patriots fan, unless you count, like, the... Playoffs and Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. The three of the three, the three Super Bowl losses hurt more than these two losses. But these last two losses were the most painful regular season losses I may have ever experienced. As a so this would be right up there with the uh, Miami Miracle, I would assume. Um, yeah, the Miami, the Miami Miracle hurt in the moment, but I look back fondly because I was like the start of the championship DVD for the Patriots that year. Start of the championship what? DVD. DVD. Like, you know when you get a championship DVD for a team. And then they're like, you know, they, you start the DVD at the lowest moment. That's of the, the low point. So, yeah. So you start this, the, the 2018 Patriots championship DVD starts with Rob Gronkowski diving 10 yards behind, uh, man, who was that running back? Yeah. He didn't have the angle. Yeah. Diving 10 yards behind in slow motion. Right. So do you, were you buying those right. DVDs? That was like 2019. That was what? 2017, 2018, 2019. Oh, dude. You're buying DVDs uh, then? I, I watched a bunch of them on YouTube. I watched a bunch of them on YouTube. I don't know if those DVDs exist anymore, but you remember as a kid, like, you know, remember the box Center sets kid? they would sell and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. That's I a good had point. a couple of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of those. I should point out, I'm but drinking yeah. coffee. Oh. It's iced coffee. And I use a knife to stir it in case anyone's wondering why there's a knife in my drink. Because um, I got a lot of knives and forks and spoons don't really do it. Um, so last night we watched, I mean, there were a lot of bad primetime games, a lot of great games this weekend. There's some bad primetime ones, a couple of good ones. Uh, last night was not a pretty one. Uh, Chargers become bowl bound um, in, or bowl bound, uh, playoff bound. Sorry, I got bowl games on the mind. Um, not the prettiest game ever. Chargers pulled out 20 to three. Um, Man, the Indianapolis Colts look like shit, man. That's that's my main takeaway immediately watching that game. Uh, that Indianapolis Colts offense is offensive to watch. Yeah, uh, Nick Foles terrible. is terrible. He looks horrible. It's not. I don't think it's his fault entirely. He throws three picks. Um, I mean, he's got, what, like 80 yards passing that game. They don't pull him. Um, that team was just dying on the field. Sorry, 143 yards, three picks. Um, Chargers offense, it wasn't even their greatest game ever, but get a 17-point win. They're going to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Um, there'll be some interesting coaching uh, decisions that we'll talk about later, especially for the AFC West, um, you know, and how Sean Payton may fit into all that. Um, but you said the Los Angeles Chargers would win out. They're about halfway through that. You said that yep. two games ago, halfway through that. Um, I think I think I said that like four weeks ago. I'm pretty sure I said that when they had five wins. Well, they didn't win out. It's you have been right right since you said it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did call my shot with that, and I called my shot. Well, let's let's dive into this, and then we'll talk about the other one. But I have been a Brandon Staley defender for a very long time, and I think he probably. I mean, you can't fire a coach that uh, takes your team to the playoffs, right? Even I mean. They were by far the most injured team this year. Maybe the one exception is the Bengals, but he, you know, he take, he's going to take this team to the playoffs with a third year quarterback, not a great roster, very injured. They did have a lot of expectations, um, but he takes a lot of heat for being a big numbers guy. makes a lot of decisions that fans can criticize afterwards when they don't go well. Um, 
I've been a Brandon Staley defender for a very, very long time until I saw the video of him doing cat cow on oh, the sideline for the game. That was disgusting. That Is was he a pervert? Disgusting. Is that what we're saying? Is he a big old pervert humping the oh, ground? No, he couldn't do that inside. And I don't know. that It leads me to believe that he doesn't have many friends, right? <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of people making fun of him in his life. If he's, if he's willing to go out and do that in front of a stadium of people, in front of TV cameras, in front of grown men who play football. There are a lot of people making to, fun to of him. Get on all fours and arch your butt in the air. Yeah, that was a lot. Now, I'm, I think Brandon Staley is a dipshit. Not so much for his like fourth, fourth uh, down, you know, going for it, all that kind of stuff. I think, honestly, I mean, I don't, I can't say I know it for sure. I think he rushes his players back. Um, and that's part of the reason they're so injured. You're constantly seeing guys, oh, they're available again, and then instantly get re-injured. I don't think that's a coincidence. They're going through it every single year. Um, I'd love to hear, well, I, I think partially that that is um, on the Chargers training staff, right? Coaches can only work with the information given to them from the training staff. Yeah, it's his staff. Chargers training staff, notoriously terrible. His staff. It's not his training staff. Yeah, it is. I, I would need to look into that, but I, I don't, I'm pretty sure the staff stays regardless of the coaching change in, in terms of, of the training staff. Pretty yeah, sure but I mean, it's up, to, it's up to the head coach. If the head coach doesn't like a training person, they're gone. Like, I don't think there's people in the they, training staff where it's like, it's not like a quit. I think true that's more equipment like people. You're, you're also, I mean, the team hires doctors that are like salaried members of the staff. I, sure. I don't know if that's necessarily a coaching decision. I don't, I mean, when a team is injured more than every other team year in and year out, somebody's fucking up. Like, it's not just a coincidence. Well, who's to blame? Who's to blame for the uh, commander's 20 years of having terrible Dan training injury luck? The Dan, right. So, well, Dan Snyder's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother can of worms. I don't think injuries this, are the commander's this problem. This Chargers issue is, has expanded, you know, this Chargers issue has lasted like three coaching staffs, right? Uh, injuries in terms of them being like very injured. Like, well, Tyler also, Taylor also there is just the like, there is like the football thing. Like you are like you, people get injured playing football. Like that is also a yes. thing that happens. Yeah. yeah the, the Tyrod, the Tyrod Taylor thing is <laughs> that's, that's a whole separate thing. That's definitely not, I would not put that on Staley. Um, but I mean, football wise, like obviously that injury sucked and it shouldn't have happened. But like they were better off football wise, winning wise with that happening because you got Herbert to come in, got him reps. Um, yeah, true. That's so very true. Yeah. I mean, the, the the weird thing for me is like the Chargers, they've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams back. I'm not sure exactly which week they came back. Offensively, they haven't been lighting it up. Um, they've been playing OK on offense, but like Justin Herbert over the past. Four games has like two touchdowns and three picks total like you uh obviously they've been winning that's what matters the most but you would kind of expect them to have an offensive explosion uh and it hasn't really happened the past four weeks i mean the highest they've scored is 23 which you know you'll take and again you're winning and that's what matters but i mean justin herbert throwing yeah last four games two pit or two touchdowns three picks um if you if you include the last five games it's five touchdowns three picks um you said he's the MVP. Are you uh, surprised that he's over the last four games with his guys back? He hasn't, you know, been lighting it up like you thought he no, might. Well, okay. So yes, he does have his receivers back. He does not have his offensive line back. They're still missing. I think three starters on the offensive line. So it doesn't surprise me that a quarterback's not being like hyper productive when you don't have, you know, uh, NFL teams going to the to the to the season with like eight offensive linemen to begin with, right? I mean, sure. You might have three or four guys on the practice squad. So not having an offensive line, I think is more of a deterrent than not having Keenan Allen. If that makes sense in terms of, you know, you, you being able to, to be like a hyper productive quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's, but like these last four games, he's just been like, I'm not saying he's not being hyper productive. He's just not being that productive at all. Right. I mean, passing yards, he's doing well. Um, and again, they are winning. Which is what matters right. most. I, think, I would, I would, I would say more. Exactly. I'm pointing out that their defense has kind of stepped up quite a bit. Yes. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I think that they're like 
you know, based on the circumstances that they have regarding injuries, regarding their schedule, regarding the teams that they're playing, he's asked being asked to play a very conservative style right now. And I think if they can get some of those offensive linemen back by the playoffs, then we'll see it open up a little bit more. Um, I'm definitely admittedly going more uh, harder in on this take than I would have just for the sake of like, you know, having a take and sticking to it. And now, now I'm, I'm forced to be the Herbert defender, but yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think you kind of made yourself the Herbert defender. You kind of like said he's the MVP and then kind of immediately started walking it back in like, well, he's actually just he's not getting enough credit, which is fair. And I agree with. Yeah. But he's like clearly not the MVP of the league right now. Like he could be in the future for sure. But yes, if to say you, that he is now, you, is I would say, yeah, bonkers. I would say Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Fair. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you that. But yeah. I don't think if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Chargers, given their circumstances this year, he would be leading the league in everything he would be. I don't think Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP if he's on the Chargers right now. That's fine. Um, I think it's possible he still does. Uh, I think I think Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback right now. If you had to pick, who do you think is number two in the MVP conversation? I think that's actually very interesting. I think one is pretty much locked up. Two... I think could go a lot of ways. I'm going to go first. I, I would say it's Justin Jefferson, actually. Yeah, I would say so, too. Okay. That's, that's where I was going. Yeah. yeah. I would say Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill. I think it's it's pretty evident. You know, we've seen what Kirk Cousins. Well, I think I do think Kirk Cousins benefits a lot from having a really good coaching staff. This is the second time in his career he's had like a really good offensive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw, you know, he was a Pro Bowl quarterback when he was in Washington and he had uh, Shanahan and I'm trying to um, blanking on the name, the guy, the head coach of the Rams. Why? Oh, McVay. His name McVay. Um, as his head coach, um, and then you had obviously Gruden, who became the head coach in there as well. I mean, and they also had the offensive staff. Did you say what's his face too? Um, with the Niners, McDaniel was there. Yes, McDaniel, um, the head coach. Shanahan, you said Shanahan, right? Shanahan, McVay. What an insane coaching staff they had. Yes, we're we're all like, like McVay was like the tight ends coach. Shanahan was the QBs coach. Gruden was the OC. McDaniel was like a wide receivers coach slash offensive assistant. It like what a staff. And that. none of them stayed to be the Washington none head coach. Was was uh, Father Shanahan Callahan the coach at the time? Line coach. What was Shan? Was the elder Shanahan the coach at the time? Um, I don't even think he was at that. I mean, what did you have like Jim? Because no, he came oh, back. You're right. It was yeah. the elder Shanahan. It was the elder Shanahan because that was the year they got a ton out of Robert Griffin, and then. They got a ton out of Kirk Cousins. Mm. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was some there's like a headline today about Justin Jefferson talking about kind of how he says he should be the MVP, which is kind of a thing where if you're saying it, it's probably not going to ha- it's not going to happen. Um, but. You know, he's incredible. He's I mean, he's having an all time season. He's going to be near, if not, you know, break the uh, single season receiving yards. Um, yeah. Yeah. Harrison uh, in the chats dropping the odds. Uh, he's got Mahomes is minus five hundred, Burrow plus seven fifty, Josh Allen plus eight hundred, Hertz is plus one thousand. I don't see a scenario where anyone else wins the MVP except for Patrick Mahomes, right? What would Joe no. Burrow have to do the next three game, two games? Uh, to win well, Joe he Burrow. would have to play unbelievable, and then also Mahomes would have to play very bad. Terrible. But like, yeah. if you're sixteen weeks in, yeah, and you have that much of a favorite, it's kind of over. And also, like, the other thing would be, are you going to be like, Mahomes has been in the argument. He's been top two or three. Like, the only time he wasn't, like, top two was, like, start of the season. And he was like, that's the start of the season. Anyone can win it. But, like, Joe Burrow hasn't really been in it till lately, which I think is part of it. Harrison said Jefferson is plus 5,000. And I would Oh, yeah, he's got no chance. He's got no chance. I would hop on those odds. I would hop on them. I think that's a good, I think those are good odds. If I was a betting man, drop $10, $10 to win 500 on Justin Jefferson to win the MVP or one unit, whatever you, you know, whatever you bet on. But yeah, uh, I think it's pretty telling you. what the odds are though. Cause there's so many people that vote on it. Like you're not going to get like you know, a shocker. If he, if he can set the record for receiving yards, I, I think you'd get a lot of people voting for it. You know what I mean? Mm. Once he crosses that threshold of breaking the record, and I'm pretty sure he's not that far away. He's like two, 209 yards away from Calvin Johnson's record. Yeah, but Mahomes also might break the uh, single season. He's like, he needs, 
like 600 more yards to break the all-time passing record yards. So, yeah. All right, let's dive in. Uh, NFL Week 16 wrapped up. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys probably, you know, got their revenge against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, your Patriots take a rough one to the Bengals. Uh, actually, let's start off with our teams. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Do you want to rip the bandaid yeah, off? Yeah, we, we, we talked about it briefly. Patriots play terrible first half. Bengals play a great first half outside of a pick by um, Joe Burrow. It was almost a perfect half for the Bengals. They got a touchdown with like nine seconds left before halftime, which seemed like the backbreaker. 22 to nothing at half is almost insurmountable. Patriots defense, which I still contend is elite, uh, completely shut down the Bengals in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Jones got a pick six. He also has a, he got, uh, he, he was used quite a bit on offense and he's also the team's main returner for, for punts and kicks. He is the Patriots MVP right now. He's incredible. Did you watch, did you watch that game? He's like half the team I watched. So I was watching red zone. So I just, you know, I got clips and bits. So you kind of get the full picture, but yeah, I thought the Patriots played great in the second half. And so the offense still still has a tough time converting, uh, especially in the red zone. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they, they were moving. Uh, the Bengals, which had the best second half offense in the league, was struggling to stop the Patriots, couldn't get off the field. Um, yeah, it all came down to the Patriots. I mean, I, I should pull up the win percentage <laughs> graph, right? I actually have it. Hold and, on. Sorry, go ahead. It, it must have been wild. Like the Patriots must have been up to like 97% win percentage. They were, it was like first and goal from the seven with a minute left or three minutes left. I think it was, it was something really low. Uh, it was six. And then, it went from 66% Patriots to like 99% Bengals in one play. Yeah. In one play. The, and what was the bank like at halftime? What were the Bengals at? Uh, halftime doesn't show me exactly halftime, but they were like 95 to 96 for probably like the middle eight. Yeah. The, um, man, if we're talking about like, so here's the thing. I thought for sure, I was wondering for, for like two or three seconds why they did not blow the whistle. Because it was o- obvious that his forward progress had stopped. You're talking about you Ramondre Stevenson's fumble at the Ramondre end of the game. Yeah. On the play where he fumbled, yeah. It was obvious that his forward progress had stopped. And then he keeps getting pushed backwards and backwards and backwards. And then all of a sudden there's a pile. And the refs, it was a situation where if one ref had blown his whistle, it yeah. only takes one of the five. Yeah. Then the Patriots win that game. Right. Yeah. I don't get, I don't understand at all forward progress. Like as I like by rule, I feel like that is clearly like he's getting driven back by like three guys. That is normally when you blow the whistle, like it's totally subjective. They just decided yep. not to blow the whistle, which I don't necessarily hate, right. but it's so inconsistent that like, when it should be except it's not reviewable unless you throw your challenge flag so they they should have done it right as soon as a running back and it's a player safety rule that's why they have it in there as soon as a player as soon as it's obvious that a player has stopped gaining yards on the play you're supposed to blow your whistle yeah that's and that was my immediate thought like the amount of bangles hopping on Ramondre stevenson kept growing so i i barely even like you can blame him like he made like the worst football play I may have ever seen in my life last week. Um, Kendrick Bourne. I can't. You can't blame him for this, right? When you have guys who uh, you you've stopped his forward progress, all you're doing is going for the ball, and he can't. You know, he, it's not like he's gonna like take a knee. He knows the know? rules. Yeah. Right. So he's waiting for a whistle, and then eventually the ball comes out. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what the refs were waiting for there. Um, and then the Patriots can't challenge it because Belichick had to use his challenge earlier. Yeah, it's it's Which wildly inconsistent. Bill Belichick, it is it is artwork every time he throws the challenge flag. Did he get real sassy so with it? He was holding it out, and the ref was like, "You have to throw it," and he just like in with disgust. He's just <laughs> right on the <laughs> ground. And then he starts <laughs> cursing out the ref. Uh, for something that was overturned almost immediately. Uh, I'm trying to think of another time where he like pulls it out of his sock and like 
chucks it. It was just like from three years ago. Have you seen that video? Probably, yeah. Where he's like pissed and he grabs it and he's like walking for a little bit. Oh, what the like fuck? A, yeah. Tries to throw it like a, like an outfielder. Just uh, all the way across the field. Um, there was another time where someone on his staff told him to challenge it. And then they didn't win the challenge. And then he called the member of that staff. Like they were mic'd up for that game. Mm -hmm. And he calls them and then hangs up the phone and smashes it on the on the bench. Have you seen that video? Yes. That's a classic one. Uh that's another oh, oh. what the fuck. And then yeah. <laughs> I th I mean I don't I don't understand why. I suppose it's like a pace of play issue, but like I think if you win a challenge, you should get it back. You know what I mean? You you do, right? Cuz no, you get your timeout back. Okay, cuz last night did Jeff Saturday challenge three calls? So you get cuz he challenged maybe it's, a, maybe it's an in the same half issue? Cuz he had like two challenges in the first quarter that he got right or he got overturned. And I think he had another one in the second half. Do you get your challenge back? All right, I'm looking it up. Yeah, we need to figure this out. I just want to say like oh, so technically, so I did want the Patriots to win because the Bengals are on the Chiefs' heels for the one seed. But just like you know, I'm not that invested. Or on the on the Bills or on the Chiefs' heels, who are on the Bills' heels. Um, okay, so here's a, here's the rule, Joe. Each team has two challenges per game, each of which requires the use of a timeout. If a challenge is ruled in the team's favor, the team gets its timeout back. A third challenge is allowed if the team wins its first two. Okay, so I think Jeff Saturday did, did challenge three. Okay. Yeah, it's... Like, they should... I don't know. That's such a subjective call. It just, and I just want to say, like, what I was kind of saying a second ago, like, just as a fan of football, seeing how the way the Patriots were, like, able to come back with a pick six uh, to get that Jamar Chase fumble... Um, it's just like heartbreaking to see it end that way, which is just like yeah. such a shitty way to lose. It's a shitty way to lose. And then also like there's the subjectivity of the call that it just felt like the Patriots should have won. Um, and then it was kind of just yanked away from them at yeah. the end. And now they did get some help, but if you, I mean, their past three losses, you had the non touchdown, you know, the, the, the catch that was not a catch, the touchdown that was not a touchdown by Hunter Henry that cost them the Vikings game. You beat the Cardinals. You lost to the Raiders on the stupidest play in NFL history. Uh, I want to say the, the Bills was sandwiched, in, was sandwiched in there. So Vikings, then Bills, then Cardinals. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, okay. Three of the last four losses were, were heartbreaking, right? Like Patriots mm -hmm. should have won, especially the last two. Like... If you're sitting at, you know, nine and six instead of seven and eight, you're like basically have, have clinched a playoff spot. Mm. And I don't think this team is not going anywhere in the playoffs. So I don't know why no. I'm getting so worked up over this, but it's like. You want to see your team win. Know, it still hurts. Yeah. It still feels like the Patriots deserve to be a playoffs team in the, in the AFC. Despite, I mean, how bad their offense is, despite how bad their offensive coordinator is. Mm -hmm. The defense is so good that they that they've they've like basically they've earned a shot to be in the playoffs in the in the AFC. And I well, think they still they have a, they still have a shot, right? Matchup. What they still have a shot, yeah, right? Yeah, be, right. And I, even after all of this, after all of this, they still do have a shot. Basically, you just have to beat the Dolphins this weekend without doing. And then the probably. Bills who are resting starters the week after. Yeah. Well, we'll see because they're they're not gonna. I don't think the Bills are gonna rest starters. In week 18? No, so the Bills would... The reach, I don't think they'll be playing for anything. The Bills would have to... So they'd have to win Monday Night Football, and then if the Chiefs win against the Broncos this weekend, the Chiefs... They're, they're only, the Bills will only have the one seed right now because of the tiebreaker. They have the same record. So if they lose week 18 and the Chiefs beat the Broncos this weekend, then the Raiders last weekend of the year, then the Chiefs get the one seed. Gotcha. Unless so you think... Bills, Bills probably not right since Still, I mean, it's the Chargers are in. Mm -hmm. um, the Bengals or Ravens are are in. Whoever wins that, whoever well, wins Bengals that. are in. They just haven't they haven't won the division yet. Yeah, um, and then the Ravens would be the other wild card team. Then, 
Um, and then it's, you know, it's pretty much Patriots Dolphins and then an off shot of the of the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Peter Schrager was talking about how the Raiders, he had this whole segment this morning about how the Raiders have a one and a half percent chance of winning. It was actually pretty impressive how he laid it out because you need such like you don't just need teams to lose out. You need like three teams to lose out and then like Cause they all right because they all play each other. Three like teams to like one win specific all. ones. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. uh, added element to this. I suppose we should give the viewers context. I have a major bet riding on the Dolphins not making the playoffs that I made when they were three and up. Uh, unprompted no one asked him to do this yeah i said to prove how how adamant i was that the dolphins would not be a playoff team i said that i would eat a hot pepper uh, a one chip challenge Mm -hmm. on pod if they lose yeah or if they don't make the playoffs and a couple weeks ago you know six and three it looked tough i'm pretty sure they were eight and three they were eight and three yeah seven and three yeah and Eight and three. And then they, I was like, I was looking at the games. I was like, you know what? I don't think they, I think they only win one more of these. And I do not think you said that. I do not think that's what you said. We can go back. We can go back. The Chargers and the Dolphins takes I had both at about the same time and they've both been pretty good. Now, I was really cold on some other teams this year. No, we were, we were talking about, hey, you're definitely going to have to eat that shit because they needed to win like one or two more. And they, they haven't even done that. We were pretty sure about that one. Um, I did, um, which so your take, team, you probably, you probably would definitely have to do it if Tua didn't get all these concussions, which we'll talk about later. But um, I just want to ask you one quick thing before I move off this: um, Is Mac Jones the biggest scumbag in all of football, or what? Why does he keep attacking players' legs? Oh boy, he's not kicking them in the nuts. Yeah, I'm pretty over it. It's dirty. I'm not going to defend the play that he made. Okay. I Which you're was, talking about the Bengals one? Was, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was dirty. I don't think he's that. You know, I don't think he's a huge scumbag. I think dirty plays are made in football all the time. But if you're a quarterback, yeah, you not usually by a quarterback. Um, yeah. Right. Not usually by a quarterback. You know, I think there's an added element when a quarterback is dirty because you are protected from other players being yes. dirty. To you. Yes. That's the thing. And if I, I'm pretty over it. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a I think it was very regrettable. I think he's sort of like the Grayson Allen of the NFL right now. This is surprising too because I think a lot of people, I think you, I think me, um, I mean everyone knows Matt Patricia's the problem uh, in that offense, yeah. but Mac Jones yeah. hasn't been playing great, which I think we think is more on Patricia than it is Mac Jones. Um, but mm-hmm. this, you know, that video compilation of him. You know, going for guys' legs, kicking guys in the dick. That last the, year, the Panthers one. The Panthers one, which got a lot of this is last year. Brian Burns, yeah, yes, ankle. I lock. thought was not a big deal. That was bad. He I didn't disagree. know if someone had the ball or not. He's grabbing a foot. He's on the ground. It's a bang bang play. I didn't think that one was that bad. I do believe that there is an angle that you might not have it. seen of him like twisting the ankle. He kind of like twists it once he gets it. Twists it at the end. Yeah, I could be convinced. I could be convinced. I'm sure if you saw, I just don't think you've seen, and I could be wrong too, but I think if you saw that angle and it is what I think, it, you would definitely agree with me. But yeah. The, um, the one where he's sliding with his foot up, I don't think he's that bad. I will say it's dirty. I'll say it's dirty, not to the point of it being like egregious. Yeah. Um, this one sliding at the knees, that was, um, there's no defense for that. It's you know, bizarre. It's bizarre. You're, okay. You're, he's 10 yards behind the guy and he was asked about it. Credit to, you know, Mac Jones. He's out there answering for it. Um, well, he's got to go. He's quarterback. He has to go on the podium anyway. And he said that he, you know, he said that he was trying to stop one fast guy from getting to another fast guy, but it's like, he didn't need to dive. Didn't even dive for his knees. You could have just blocked him. Mac is a big guy. Uh, yeah. He's, he is kind of a, he's kind of a fast. Two twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. could just block the guy. You could just hit him in the chest and he's clearly not going to catch up to him or just slow you down. Just you see the guy's knees. Yeah. You can see, you see that a lot too, where guys just get in front of guys and just kind of slow down. Cause there's nothing you can really do about that. Right. Um, yeah, but clearly uh, some of this is born out of frustration, not defending him at all, but yeah, he needs to clean his shit up. Okay. Uh, let's yeah, talk about unacceptable. I, I don't think I'm, I'm pretty, if he does like, you know, at this point it's like, okay, if he does one more thing, then it's like, 
you gotta you gotta assess some sort of fine if you're the NFL. Oh yeah, he is being assessed for a fine, not for a suspension or anything, but I think there's a good chance he's gonna get fined. Um, yeah, I think he should. I think he should. I think it was a really yeah. dirty play. Me too. Okay, uh, no let's talk about my team. So not the sexiest game of the weekend. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs beat the Seattle Seahawks twenty-four to ten. Uh, it was a pretty dominating performance, but not you know an exciting you know absolute ass kicking that's gonna you know blow anyone's face off. Uh, Kansas City goes up two scores and stays up two scores the whole game. Um, offense for Kansas City struggles through a bit for the second half. Didn't really matter. Um, this is the first time where I actually feel like the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl this year. Um, I have felt you know that they're very good this whole year. Never really yeah. doubted that at all. Obviously, offense has been great. Uh, have the MVP as your quarterback. But the way that the defense has been playing is not, you know, you just kind of want to see one game where they look where they look really good. And I granted the Seahawks uh, have not been playing their best football. But this is the first time we've seen the Chiefs defense look dominant. They're making great tackles. They're making they had nine tackles for loss this game. And there were a lot of really nice ones too, like one on one tackles on Kenneth Walker out in space, uh, multiple yep. sacks. They were just living in that backfield. Now, special teams, not their greatest game overall. There was like a 50-yard kickoff return, uh, punt return. So a Chiefs player touched when they shouldn't have. I think they might have been blocked into him, whatever. Um, Harrison Bucker made his kicks. Um, stat line's not going to blow anything away. Patrick Mahomes had like an MVP highlight play again, which was awesome. But, you know, I come away with this thinking, all right, seeing the defense makes it because this is, you know, especially it's like a Steve Spagnuolo special. Like this is when right. you expect his defense to get hot. Um, would like to see it continue, especially next week playing the Broncos who stink. Uh, just fired their head coach. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, this is what I was going to say. The, um, the, the It's the perfect scenario for the Chiefs defense. This is why you bring in Spagnuolo. This is why you bring in, well, this is, this is how you built your defense. Um, to play in situations where the Chiefs are ahead mm-hmm. to protect leads, right? When you force teams into passing situations, then the Chiefs, you know, got a lot of guys that can play really good zone defense and coverage, got a lot of pretty good pass rushers, especially on the interior. Um, I think that this this was the perfect storm for the Chiefs defense to excel, especially when you have an offensive line in the Seahawks that's been struggling and a quarterback that's been struggling. Yeah, I think the Chiefs defense needed a confidence builder. Now, it is fun to watch. I mean, this was like a fun defense to watch as a Chiefs. Like it was they were flying around, like I said, living in that backfield. Nick Bolton and Willie Gay were just dominating. Um, Chris Jones. Chris Jones has been really dominant this year. He's like he hasn't had an insane amount of stats or anything like that, but he's just been a monster. Um I don't think he's gonna win defensive player of the year or anything. What? No, oh, I just just added to that. Yeah, Chris Jones, interior defensive lineman can make a lot of plays, and they you know make the defense work without actually getting on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that there's statistics like uh, pass rush win rate, win rate pressures, quarterback carries, stuff like that that you can track. Yeah, he's been. I think he's honestly. I think he's been playing really pissed off. He's. I've listened to multiple interviews since last year. Um, I think he's yeah. still really pissed off after that uh, AFC Championship loss. I think he kind of took it personal because of how many times Joe Burrow was sacked in the playoffs last year. I don't think they sacked him once in that game. Maybe they got him like once or twice. I know that that's lived with him. And I think, I mean, there's that whole, I mean, this last Bengals oh, game. Was, if that's the case, why didn't he take that out on the Bengals? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like that <laughs> Bengals game, they didn't look physical I mean, sure, at all. Yeah, great. You can this most like recent one. Yeah. The Bengals two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't see it. That's what I was saying. That's because like the loss itself against the Bengals didn't really worry me. It was like the way the defense played. Um, they just didn't look very physical. But I know this is exciting. Not, I mean, the Chiefs offense, I mean, there was a lot of drops that kind of threw things off. Um, I mean, this could have been like 35 nothing at halftime if they just executed a little better. Um, but I mean, again, you know, not in any way worried about the Chiefs offense at all. You know, that's kind of automatic. But Travis Kelsey had like the quietest six catch 113 yard game ever because he had it was he probably had like 25 yards and then he has like back-to-back catches where he gets like 65 yards um but yeah i think i feel pretty good also ronald jones keeps getting involved which i think is interesting um with clyde edwards alaire getting benched slash hurt so yeah yeah how do you feel about the chief's chances at the top of the afc scott 
I think that I don't like their matchup against the Bengals or the Bills. So, no? so I think here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I would say that I don't think that they have a worse than 50% shot against both of those teams. If they may, or against either of those teams. Okay. But if they have to play them both, I think their odds of making it through both of them would be tough. So their best shot is for the Bills and the Bengals have to play each other. Yeah. And then you only have to play one of them. If you have to play both, I'd be really worried. Yeah, the AFC seems pretty top-heavy. Those are two very good teams. A couple of teams that they've struggled with in the past. Um, so actually, that you probably should be rooting for the Bengals to win because then it would mean that they would be the two seed and the Bills would be the three seed. That's that's oh, yeah. the best case scenario for you. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bills and Bengals being two and three. Oh yeah, always want the one seed. One. Yeah, yeah. Taking a buy away from the second seed kind of changed things a lot. A lot more exciting near the end of the year. Yeah. Only one team well, gets a bye. On top of it, on top of it, I mean, you you want the the so the two and three seed play each other. So you want the Bengals to have to play the Bills before they have to play the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, hypothetically, but because um, last year you had to go through both, and, and you know, got one. Both were very tight games. <laughs> Almost got two. Yeah, very tight games. Both yeah. overtime games. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. Okay, hell yeah. We should get to probably the news of the day, the, the, the well, team the Chiefs are going to play next. Yeah, let's, um, let's, let's run through some, just quick, let's quick hit some of uh, the NFL games uh, yeah. for the other weekend. Let's just run through quick. So Bills-Bears, that game stunk. Uh, sort of close for a while. I don't think there was ever really any thought the Bills were going to lose. Um, Bears are terrible, 3-12. and 12. Uh, nope. Saints, a, Saints beat the Browns. Bears are- are stoked they think they're like you know they'll, they'll, they'll get a good you know here's the thing so you've got your quarterback they're in a good position with the first pick because it's like you've got your quarterback and a quarterback is more of a risky draft pick whereas a position player isn't so they're going to be drafting a position player with a really good draft pick mm-hmm. but you're more than one good position player away you know what i mean yeah. and even if you get a rookie it doesn't guarantee that they're like a rookie offensive lineman it doesn't guarantee they're going to be super successful year one i think they're also assuming they're going to make some noise in free agency with over 100 million dollars in cap space available um which i think they're going to have to do but they're also going to have to convince free agents to go to chicago which they haven't been super successful at not only justin fields you know free agents like to go if you're looking for offensive pieces free agents like to go where good quarterbacks are Justin, like to go where they're going to win football games. Justin Fields needs to start eating meat. I feel much better about this team yeah. if he, sto- if <laughs> if he stops being a vegan. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how if his body is going to be able to stand up to all those hits yeah. and stuff. He's already been talking about how sore he is. Okay. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's eating grass. Yeah, he's eating grass on the football field and he's eating grass at home. Not a good combo. Nice. That's a good one. Uh, Saints beat the Browns 17 10. Um, both these teams, not great. Uh, Deshaun Watson's not been great since coming back. Uh, this wasn't the most exciting game of the day. One of those real, real cold weather games. Um, Deshaun Watson continues to struggle. You know, didn't play for two years. Went through a lot. Uh, yeah. He's been terrible. It's been the most fun team to root against this year. Uh, it's the only NFL contract I've ever seen where all of the money is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know well, it I mean? is, yeah. 250, 100% guaranteed. 250 mil over five years, 100% guaranteed. It's a quarter of a billion dollars. To a quarterback who hadn't played for two seasons. Um, I think it's no surprise that he's struggling. Maybe and it's a surprise he's struggling this much. I don't think, I mean, I think it would be ludicrous for anybody to expect him to be who he was at the Texans right now after not playing for two seasons and not getting any preseason practice. No, he played in preseason, remember? He's only suspended for official games. He played in the preseason. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Hey, was he practicing getting starters reps all season or not? No. No. Was, you can come back halfway through your. He came back to practice like week six or seven, something like that. You can come back halfway through. It wasn't even that late, but I mean, still, passing game is a lot about trusting your receivers. It's a lot about timing with your receivers. Um, there's a lot of repetition that goes into being a really successful quarterback. And he just hasn't gotten it. So I think you can, if you're a Browns fan, you can sell yourself on like, hey, let him get a full offseason with the receivers. Um, let him get a full preseason. Let him get a bunch of practice reps. And then we'll see 
see we we can kind of think about that we can say that but there is a guy in baker mayfield who people would consider less skilled than deshaun watson who has gone to a rams team that was terrible without him and are suddenly you know not still probably not the best team in the league but baker mayfield's playing much better football than deshaun watson is right now um true but they played i mean they played a team that is has completely checked out like if you're a Broncos fan, don't tune in to the next two games because it's going to be bad. You might Hell get yeah. some like fired the coach juice. Admittedly, that there is something to that. But I mean, this team is is they like they have they they're <laughs> they have they have clocked out. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that later. Especially playing defense, sacrificing your body every single play to play defense requires a lot of buy-in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when the highest got paid guy on the team is maybe like the worst player on the team, and it's on the offense on the sideline. We'll get that quarterback. Who? Yeah, we'll get that later. Is is standing the backup quarterback who came in and won a game for them? Started and won a game for them. Okay, Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, Vikings beat the Giants. Another a sixty-one yard field goal. The end of the game sends the Vikings uh, over the Giants. Giants now struggling to make the playoffs. Uh, Scott, they're eleven and zero in one scored games. You still calling them frauds? I don't think they're frauds. I don't think anyone ever thought they were anything better than what they are now. Or if you did, then I think you are the you know more of the fraud than the Giants are. I don't think there was ever anybody who had you know delusions of grandeur even when the Giants were really really. Oh, good. I'm talking about the Vikings. Right? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. The Viking frauds. I mean, frauds in what respect? They're a good NFL team. They've won 11 games by one score NFL record. And I think that um, I think they're a good team. I don't think they're competing for the NFL championship. I don't think they're competing for the Super Bowl. You think they make the uh, NFC championship? Give us your thoughts. I'll be right back. Okay. Scott said, I'm going to give you my thoughts. I'll give you my thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, the Vikings, you know, you can call them a team of destiny. Destiny, You can call them what you want. Uh, I mean, this is 11-0 and 0 in one-score games. You can call that luck. You can call it whatever you want. But 11 times they've won a one-score game. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, one-score game can be eight points, which is, you know, kind of a lot. But, you know, I think now is this like a top – is it the best team in the NFC? I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I don't really see a reason at this point that they can't win, you know, the Super Bowl. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm going to pick them as my favorite, but being able to win 11 close games and not lose a single one um, <laughs> is un- like it's literally something we've never seen before. Um, Justin Jefferson's having one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time. Right. Um, I think. Part of it is you have a very reliable third down and red zone option in Justin Jefferson. And the other part of it is you have a very unreliable defense. And then unfortunately, we all know what people are going to say when they talk about the Vikings. They're going to talk about, you know, the new nightmare, Kirk Cousins. And they're going to say he's going to choke. He's not going to be able to do it. And that's what people are going to, you know, that's what they're going to say. Wait, what did this Captain Kirk Tober? You're going to say he can't do it because of Kirk Cousins. Uh, we shall see. Okay. Uh, Panthers. We, um, Joe, I, I do have a little bit of a hard out I'm going to have to get to. Um, okay. Do you want to touch on some of the some of the top subjects? you want to touch on the Broncos real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do some. How many? How many how much time you got? Maybe five minutes. Okay, five That's minutes. Perfect. Um, let's just talk about Natty Hackett. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Damn. I was going to get a Natty Light I could pour out for him. Uh, Natty Light, Natty Light has not made it. Sorry, let me start. So, the Denver Broncos have officially fired Nathaniel Hackett after a 51 14 blowout defeat to the Los Angeles Rams on national television. Broncos fall to 4 11. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, I don't have my warm Natty Light to pour out for him. Uh, we thought he was Natty Ice, we thought he might be Natty Light. Turns out he's just Nathaniel Hackett. It was kind of a disaster start to finish. Uh, people kind of dogged him against that game. To their first game against the Seahawks uh, for taking the ball out of Russell Wilson's hand. Kicked that long field goal instead. Don't get it. Hey, you're getting this, giving this guy a quarter billion dollars. Give it to him. Um, 
honestly, in retrospect, probably the right call. Russell Wilson's been terrible. Um, read off a few quotes yeah. for you. Broncos GM George Payton Patton said a lot today. Uh, he hopes to interview current defensive coordinator Jiro Evero for the head coaching position. The GM took a lot of responsibility, kind of said it was his fault that this team hasn't been hasn't worked, which kind of confusing after you just fire your head coach. Uh, also fired special teams coordinator Dwayne Stukes and offensive line coach Butch Berry of their duties. Uh, they yeah. say that they still think Russell Wilson is fixable because they've seen flashes. I've never heard of a uh, you know team saying this guy still is showing flashes. You know when he's in his 30s and playing the worst season of his life. Um, this has been a total disaster for the Broncos. You know that ass whooping. They got from the Los Angeles Rams, as you said. Uh, Russell Wilson has hit bikini bottom with Patrick Starr commentate live commentating his interceptions, which was awesome. Yeah, but like we were talking about earlier, Brett Rippon getting in arguments with the offensive lineman, getting pushed. Uh, Randy Gregory getting in fights at the end of the game. This team is a tire fire. Um, is there any hope for this team whatsoever? I mean, hope in, in what respect? Like, I mean... This was this was the decision that had to be made, right? You made so many bad decisions that this decision was the only good decision you could make. So I don't even know if Nathaniel Hackett is a bad coach or not. It just might be that Russ is spent, and you made the worst trade of all time. Had one right? of the best that, defenses totally in the league. Plausible. Yeah, yeah, that's totally plausible. Except that you you can't operate in the other direction because you can't get out of Russ's contract. You can't fire Russell Wilson. You have three more years of of guaranteed money to Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. before you're without accruing any dead cap. So, and, and it's like in the upper, like upper thirties of dead cap every year for the next three years, if you cut him. So you would just be crippling your team. So you have to operate. That's your, your, that's your only option. You have to stick with Russ. And so because you have to stick with Russ, you have to buy into the theory that Nathaniel Hackett's a bad coach and Russ is still a good quarterback. And our GM did not make a bad decision by, by trading for Russell Wilson because he, you know, Russ is still a good quarterback. Natty Hackett was just a bad coach. So now you've kept the GM that made one of the worst trades in NFL history and a quarterback who is spent and fired the coach who we don't know is a good or bad coach because this is the only way you can operate because you're so handcuffed by his contract. Are you surprised that they fired him to, I mean, their season is over in like 16 days. No, no, because you're, you're just embarrassing yourself for the next two weeks, right? Cause you're, the defense is not that bad and giving up 51 points to a Broncos team or to a Rams team that had the worst offense in the NFL is like one of the worst showings maybe in NFL history by a defense. That team is totally destroyed. They, I mean, they have checked out. So I think you're, you're trying to squeeze. If you're going to fire him, yeah, fire him now. Squeeze a little bit of, bit of juice out of, you know, getting a new coach for the next two games. Yeah. I mean, that was, I, I was driving to, uh, from Lincoln to Omaha, and I, I, like, didn't see kickoff, and I look at the fucking score. It was like 24-3 to 3 against the Rams yeah. team who have been terrible and have a new quarterback. Quarter. But, like, yeah. It seems like the Broncos would kill to have had like literally Baker Mayfield playing for them this season. Like there was that stat. If they had scored like 19 points per game, they would have had like eight, nine wins like by week 12. It's just, yeah. Harrison. Well, so also it should be added. He was a coach that was brought in to secure a quarterback that he does not currently have. Right. He was a coach that was brought in so that you could trade for Aaron Rodgers. Harrison in the chat says that um, thank you for reading that. Sean Payton is going to get paid 50 million a year to turn the dumpster fire around. I mean, I don't know. Coaches contracts in the NFL aren't disclosed. I doubt anyone's making anywhere close to 50 mil. So Uh, we were going to talk about this. Scott has a little bit of a hard out, so we're going to have to kind of squeak it in. Um, Sean Payton. um, Sean Payton's going to have options where he wants to go, and he has to be traded somewhere because the Saints still have his rights. Um, Broncos is a rough Ooh, sell right now. That's right. That's right. He's you a, have to give up assets to the Saints. That team's going to be kind of a rough sell for a few reasons. You got the Russell Wilson thing. They're going to have to believe that they can turn him around. Um, yep. Also, the draft capital they traded away for Russell Wilson. Um, Sean so Payton's yeah, also a successful head coach who's, you know. Yes. 
probably going to be able to pick. There's not a lot of guys who can like pick where they go as a head coach. Uh, he might be like one of the first who can just kind of pick a spot. Yeah. Um, I think Sean Payton would be a great hire. I think he's sort of been waiting for the Cowboys job to open up. I think everyone thinks that uh, Mike McCarthy has, you know, somehow survived a lot longer than he has. The team is good, maybe despite Mike McCarthy. Uh, Broncos do have new ownership that wants to win now. Rich motherfuckers too, yeah. The owners of Walmart now own the Broncos. Yeah, Walmart Um, franchise. I don't think, I don't think, so Harris was saying in the chat that they would buy out Russell Wilson from his contract. I don't know if there's a way you can do that without it currently, without it, without still accruing the dead money. So in the NBA, you can negotiate out of a contract. Basically, you give the guy all the money for him to, to leave, and then it doesn't hurt your cap. In the NFL, um, your signing bonus is attributed over the life of your contract. So I don't know if there's any way they can get out of h- hitting those dead cap markers before 2026. It might just have to be something you live with, right? Can you find a better quarterback than Russell Wilson for the difference in the amount of the dead money? That you would accrue from cutting him to his current contract, so that would Here's be about twelve million dollars a year. And we've talked could- about we've talked about like Tom Brady not looking his best this year, but like Tom Brady's, and you know, like he's still up there in passing yards. Like he just doesn't look as good as he used to, but like he right. still looks like he can. I mean, he can still win games. Obviously, Russell Wilson does not look like that. Right. Russell Wilson's playing like a legitimately bad quarterback, which like Russell Wilson's playing like a bad rookie quarterback. Yes. Like them, I mean, them saying that he's shown flashes, like he's 36 years, or he's not 36, he's like 34. Like, yeah. I don't, he is supposed drafted, to be good as fuck. Uh, yeah, was in the 2011 NFL draft. This yeah. is the 11th NFL season. He was drafted at 23 years old. Yeah, he's 34 years old. Um, he's had. He's small. It should be noted, he's small. And he took a lot of hits as a Seahawks quarterback. He yeah. Had a bad offensive line for pretty much all of his tenure. He took a lot of sacks and a lot of hits for a guy who is like, you know, when he's in shape, which he's not in shape now, he's kind of fat right now. When he's in shape and in his best form, he's like probably not even 200 pounds. He's a small guy. And then you also take into account. So we talked about this before. Patrick Mahomes has thrown more than one interception twice this year. So once he threw two and then he had that three interception game against the Broncos. That's the only game where uh, Russell Wilson's thrown. He's. Russell Wilson's actually had like the same amount of touchdowns as Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes had interceptions. Russell Wilson has had uh, one game with two interceptions and one game with three. And that's the game where Mahomes threw three interceptions. But yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry to tell, uh, it doesn't look great for the Broncos. No, there, I mean, there's no, there's no easy way out to this one. No. I mean, the best, the, the, the hope that you can cling to is that Natty Hackett was a bad coach. Russ is still a good quarterback, and a new coach can fix this. All right, yep. I got to go, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Okay, yeah, we're going to be checking out. Uh, do not, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Um, okay. We appreciate you guys. Sorry about the audio on the last one. That was, that was on me. One time we don't do a check. The uh, mics don't link up. Um, but we, oh, I'm there in there twice. So that's great. All right, thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We will see you later. Bye. Bye, guys.